Welcome to the Console Monster Podcast. Hi, this is James Woodcock and this is Console Monster Podcast number four. And this is all about the games of 2006 as nominated by the 360 Monster staff. So, of course, we're dealing exclusively with this console, the Xbox 360. Today I have with me Barry Rogers. Welcome to the show again, Barry. Welcome, James. And also, who's actually busy beavering away and working on the new Console Monster design, is Anthony, who's going to come in with his little doodads of information. Welcome to the show, Ant. Hi, James. So, Steve Rosowski has written an article, Games of 2006, and I'm going to read some of the dialogue just in case you haven't already. We're not one to constantly follow trend, but hey, what the hell? We may as well take a belated look at the last year of game titles on the Xbox 360. The team here at 360 Monster have put our heads together and plucked the finest gems from the Xbox 360 library of titles that were released within the past 12 months. Breathe in. 2006 featured the Xbox 360's first full year in bloom, with plenty of treats that caught our attention here at 360 Monster Towers. So without further ado, first off let's have a look at the best title for each genre on the Xbox 360. Followed by best graphics, best audio, most unique game and of course the worst game of the year. So grab a drink, sit comfortably and let's begin. So best shooter. The staff have nominated, quite predictably really, that Gears of War is the best shooter, and Steve says it's one of the greatest shooters ever created. Would you go along with that, Barry? Yes, so far. It's one of those games that when people say 360, you've got to play Gears of War. It's just a simple fact. It just It's up there with if you've got a Nintendo, you've got to play a Mario game. So I'll agree, absolute cracking shooter. Story wasn't as good as people thought it might turn out to be but there's always plenty of time for endless sequels and all manner of uh, story gubbins that we can play with but yes I'll agree and Xbox Live also really good shooter may need a few tweaks here and there from Epic but I would say it's the best shooter of uh, 2006 you mentioned about the story there but there wasn't much of a story at all was there other than you were fighting monsters yeah it was pretty much quick aliens are attacking let's shoot them end of game and you pretty much did that all the way through so yeah story wise I think they could have fleshed it out a bit more but again I guess that's what the sequels are for exactly backstory we like that indeed right then and uh, best of the rest was nominated Rainbow Six Vegas for best shooter so Rainbow Six, I was—I think I can't remember what I actually voted for now, but uh, Rainbow Six was probably my favourite shoot of the year. Did you get much time with Rainbow Six, Barry? I've had a few bits on and off. I must admit, I've probably been so delved into Gears that I haven't given a proper run through Rainbow Six. But what I've played of it, I did really enjoy. I still think the um, the co-op side of it is not as good as it could have been. But it was still fun. Um, the multiplayer experience, it can vary from being great fun when you've got like a tactical team and you're all like taking cover to 
quite a stand and shooter when you've just got people running aimlessly around blasting everything but it's it's got a good balance of everything so yeah i would agree it's a definitely good game but just just get peaked a little bit by gears you probably did hit the nail on the head there by by saying the co-op wasn't quite up to standard we'd played gears of war beforehand that had an awesome cooperative yeah. mode and Rainbow Six it felt very empty and lonely oh, I love, they were someone yeah it's true I love my co-op stuff I get to play it just to go through the single player missions but there was just something that just didn't fit right with Rainbow Six Hope, hopefully the for the inevitable another Rainbow Six wherever that happens to be I don't know Rwanda or Birmingham or something like whatever they decide to put it in I'm sure it'll be a good one but I think they need to pay a bit more attention on the older co-op next time might be Rainbow Six Manchester, soon as that's where the Super Casino will be. That sounds like a good idea. <laughs> Best adventure slash action game. So, the winner, Dead Rising. I wasn't too keen on Dead Rising, but I'll pass this on to Barry, because he always has plenty to say. So, Barry, Dead Rising. Ah, uh, zombies plus hitting them in the face equals Dead Rising. Yes, with and various different that, things as well. Yeah, it pretty much, as soon as I put on Dead Rising and played it, it was one of those games you knew you probably weren't going to play a huge amount of, but the time you spent with it was going to be funny. I just laughed when you just like hit him. It's like, oh, fair enough. But when you start getting things like lawnmowers and motorbikes and throwing oil for them, watching them slip around, it was hysterical, but also a little bit odd. You know, you're kind of taking naughty photos of dead zombies and things like that, started to kind of think, hmm. How is that naughty? Well, I don't know, you're trying to do, like, erotic shots for um, female zombies, and that's just weird. Ah, I see. But then, you, then it, it did... Yeah, I'll agree that it is probably the best action-adventure game we had, but there was still something about it. I still kept on going back to it just to see how many zombies I can run over with a lawnmower or hit with uh, tennis balls and stuff. So the erotic zombie photos is probably what pipped it to the number one spot. Yeah, I'd say, yeah. Um, it, it's kind of things like why uh, Dead or Alive turns up in best fighting game in the world, just because you've got um, animated boobs to look at, pretty much. But these are zombie boobs, so you've pretty much got a good balance of everything. Yeah, it's a good job Extreme Volleyball 2 wasn't an adventure game, then. If it were going on True. bouncing Yeah, boobs. number one. <laughs> That's just freaky, that is, the way they independently <laughs> go up and down. But never mind, we'll move on to what was the best of the rest and Saints Row for this category. Barry. Saints Row. Um, Grand Theft Auto, but punched in the kidney, so it wasn't as good. It, it had a good start. It was built up as a really good game. And it had some great additions on it, the way you could kind of design yourself a lot more customization, so you could really pimp yourself out. And it, it did look good. There's no denying that Saints Row was a really good-looking game. Multiplayer... It started off with such a great idea, um, having gangs of players roaming around to start their old gang, and Grand Theft Auto on a huge scale. But again, there was something about the multiplayer that they just didn't manage to capture straight away. Maybe it was the uh, smaller amount of players. I was hoping to have like hundreds of players running around in massive big gangs and things like that, but the limited amount of players probably nudged it down a little bit. But it, it, it's Saints Row. It's the closest I think the 360 is going to get to a good um, GTA game until GTA 4, I'm guessing. Or Crackdown. Maybe that will still surprise us. Crackdown. Well, I am still surprised by Crackdown, but I can't talk too much about that because this is Saints Row's little area. Oh. Sorry. Poor Crackdown. Sorry, Crackdown. Oh, well, we'll move God. on to best RPG. 
The Elder Scrolls for Oblivion. And really, everyone loved that game, and they spent many, many hours on it. Some people even downloaded extra premium content, but uh, I don't see anyone playing it anymore, unfortunately. Yeah, horse armour. Uh, yeah, I I think Oblivion is a tough choice of which was the best RPG, because we didn't really get many of them. But exactly. Oblivion definitely had that kind of epic style of you get out of there and you can do whatever you want, and off you go, you can steal apples, you can go and stab people, which was, you spent a lot of time stabbing people, oh, and animals as well, but spend 200 hours plus with all side quests and all manner of things to do, plus you can stick armour on your horse, and that's not to be argued with. Exactly, I'm Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart, I would have just brought it just for Patrick Stewart, but it came with a game as well. Uh, well... We'll make it so, and then go on to the next game, which is Enchanted oh. Arms of the Best of the Rest. So, number one, what did you think about this one? That was terrible. Uh, yeah, I did the review for Enchanted Arms, and I must admit, I still enjoy the game. I think it's fun. It's very odd. But there is a few mistakes in it, as the review kind of pointed out, that it's a great standard RPG. There's no denying it's a very classic RPG. But the fact that Oblivion didn't really have much of a, in the way of a competition, apart from Enchanted Arms, is can't think of many other titles that would have gone in best of the rest. So, yeah, it's great fun, a really weird graphic and character style, but it just wasn't there, like, the epic that Oblivion was. So basically, in this category, we need more for 2007. Yeah, bring me some more RPGs, Microsoft, or I'm coming to get you. So, best racing game of the year, Burnout Revenge. I agree totally with that. What about you, Barry? Well, do you class it as a racing game or a crashing repeatedly into people game? I'll, I'll pick the crashing, because I oh. hardly did any racing. Well, that's just because you're rubbish. Well, there is that. I spent <laughs> most of it wrapped around a big pillar on a bridge. But yeah, it's a great game. Uh, Burnout Revenge, I remember playing Burnout 3 on my original Xbox, and it was just the speed, how mental it was, and that kind of twitch gameplay that you knew you just, just hit something wrong, and it was just shards of glass everywhere. So yeah, Burnout Revenge improved on it graphically, a lot more to do, sense of speed was still there, good variety of crash junctions as well, which made it just completely mental. So yeah, and the Xbox Live... It was good fun to be able to crash into someone and it would track, like when you'd smashed into them, so you always knew who your rivals were. So, yeah, cracking racing game for uh, 360. Just shame the servers were a bit flaky. Yeah, um, so it's the biggest issue, I think, with online, is if it's not that kind of smooth online experience, it can kind of detract from a game that ultimately was pretty much the best uh, racer we had. Definitely. So, best of the rest in this category, we have Test Drive Unlimited. Test Drive. Um, I've definitely got a love-hate thing with Test Drive. I, I love the idea. Uh, great. Thousands of miles of road to drive around with. What I hate about it is thousands of miles to drive around in. Sounds dumb, but I really hated the fact of sitting in my car or motorbike and it says, right, I'm going to travel to the top of the island to visit a garage. And it's like an hour and a half of driving on roads random car comes past if it's a computer player fine if it's someone on xbox live they just smash straight into me but i don't go flying on my motorbike i just kind of wobble a bit and then carry on so that's the thing that annoyed me the most was 
it was big, great, but it was also a bit too big. I spent far too long just driving. It was like nice. I, if it was going to get a title, it would be a Sunday driver simulator because I had fun just tootling down the streets, but maybe a bit too big. Tootling. Well, that's, that's, tootling. That is so British. <laughs> it's so sorry, all. I'm tootling. Yes, Test Drive Unlimited made me think a little about Midtown Madness 3 and all the fun I had with that game. Mm. Oh, the memories. But anyway, best sports game of the year is NHL 07. Did you play this one, Barry? I did indeed, yes. Um, Fantastic fun. Yeah, brave fun. control system. Something different, yeah. I think EA are, I've got this thing in pretty much every game they do. They try and do something new with the controls, usually, like with um, things like uh, Tiger Woods. It was some a different way to control it. I did enjoy it. There is something quite um, satisfying about sliding on the ice and smashing a puck into someone. And the game's not too bad as well. In other games, EA seem to do more token gestures, like you mentioned, Tiger Woods, but in NHL 07, it felt yeah. more of a, OK, we've got an opportunity here, let's try something radically different, and it paid off. Yeah, it, it was definitely made you feel that you were, it was more like you were playing ice hockey, that you had that kind of subtle control over what you actually did, instead of just kind of a, a shoot button and, and pretty much that's it. So, best of the rest, fight night, round three. Gorgeous visuals, very good boxing game indeed. What else can you say about this game, Barry? Um, that's pretty much you summed that up there. Great fun boxing game. There's nothing better than playing it and belting seven shades of random objects out of your best friend. The way it's all detailed and the slow-mo effects, it really does feel like when you punch someone, you can hear the, the crunching. Graphically, Fight Night, was amazing when it first came out it was just too good still is an amazing looking title online was good fun as well um yeah it's definitely just slightly below nhl because of the vote there but i, I still have fun punching stuff in fight night round three so best graphics mm, predictable but again gears of war do you have little trophies to hand out to epic by the way Ant? um <laughs> No. Papier mache, <laughs> yeah. 360 monster eyeballs or something. Little egg cups. Yeah, egg cups with uh, painted you, gold. You look, yeah, you look good on it. <laughs> I, I was going to vote for Uno for this one, but someone uh, I think deleted my uh, vote. Best graphics, yeah. Uno. Yeah. That cameo theme was very sharp. It has to be said. It was <laughs> indeed. But I must admit, you can't deny that Gears isn't stunningly good looking. Even on a standard deaf TV, you can still tell that it's really good looking. Soon you fire it onto HD, yeah, of course it's even better looking. It was just the the silky way of everything that kind of blended in, and you went from kind of nice crumbly buildings. A lot of crumbly buildings in that game, I must admit. They needed to tidy up before they started, and then they did like the underground. Like when you go first, go underground, you see like all the emulsion everywhere. It did look pretty amazing. I must admit, I did stop and have a quick look and then got mauled by a locust. But it was good times. Definitely. And, of course, it's the Unreal Free Engine. They've always had a fantastic heritage. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, Unreal Tournament, the Unreal Engine is is always looked at as the engine to go for, as 2007 is going to prove. Or in Titter, Unreal 3. Unreal I don't Tournament. think they've called it 2007, have they? 
Oh yeah, it was 2007. Oh yeah, it's now. Uh, no, I was kind of talking. Unreal Tournament kind of three. Unreal Tournament in 07. Carry on. Just just rub me out. I'm I'm no good. It's a- <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've already worked out your rubbish driver, so I might as well pick oh, part of your game yeah, titles. Exactly. Yeah, fair enough. All right, okay, I'll go. I'm off. <laughs> right, carry on. Right, now we drag Barry back into the studio, and best of the rest, Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter. Yes. Hmm. I'd have probably gone for Rainbow Six, and I probably did in the vote, but hey, it's a majority yeah, Rainbow Six. casting. I, I think um, Ghost Recon, I, I went to the Ubisoft event back, way back in last February, and got to see it, and you see it on HD, and it, it looked absolutely stunning. Its difficulty is that the difference between something like Ghost Recon back then and then Gears is absolutely vast. Like I said, I still would pick uh, Rainbow Six as a better looking than Ghost Recon, but Ghost Recon pretty much had that good balance of realistic playstyle, pretty decent environments, and, and the base of the combat mechanics worked really well as as well. And of course, Rainbow Six also used the Unreal 3 engine. Correct. That's one point. Oh, thank you. It's right. Best audio, The Elder Scrolls for Oblivion. It's Patrick Stewart again, isn't it? He, yeah, he pretty much made the audio. Well, he didn't actually make the audio, he was just very good at being part of the audio. Yeah, he's, he's very versatile, that Patrick Stewart. Yeah. Right. I was going to pick Lumens for this one, but they don't think they let me have that either. Ah, Luminous Live. Yeah, see? Maybe because it had Madonna. That's probably, that probably got a cane straight out. Exactly. (laughs) Best of the rest, Gears of War. Yes, the crunchy bullet noises, the squishy heads, the um, slurping monsters, all done really well. It was like they had those monsters really there and just stuck a mic under their nose. So yeah, even the music style got you building up for a big old fight. And then by the time it built up into a big old fight, there was some more music and sound. So yeah, Gears of War, it's got sound. Yes, sound is a pound. Mm. Right, most unique oh, game of the year, Viva Piñata. Well, I don't think we can argue very much there, although it had inklings of other games in it. It was definitely unique, wasn't it? Yeah, um, I've definitely got a soft spot for Viva Piñata. It's probably... Well, anyone who's between listened my... to previous podcasts will know that. But... Yeah, it's probably between my ears, the soft spot, but there is something about Viva Piñata. Maybe it's not the the game, but it's it's something to do with Rare, and it's the way that I see Viva Piñata as classic Rare, and it's like, ah, oh, yes, finally, Rare have got back to what they do, and that is fun games, bizarre games, humorous games, and graphically, it's a pretty decent title as well, so it may not appeal to everybody, uh, but mainly me, because I'm kind of weird, but it's it's an enjoyable game, and definitely unique because of the paper animals that you can batter to death with spades, which is always good. I've got to move on from Viva Piñata, because that theme always jumps into my head if I don't. Right, the best of the rest. No, Barry, no. That was my recorder. Don't do more than ten seconds, we'll have to pay royalties. Right, the best of the rest, Dead Rising. It's bashing zombies over the heads with DVD players again. Pretty much, yeah. It's, it was unique. I can't think of many um, games when you could kind of throw oil, make them slip over, or, or put horse heads on them and then take erotic photos. Not in a video game, anyway. You love those erotic photos. I tell you what, they just get in your head. Oh. Like, like zombies. And piñatas. Rare, get on that zombie piñata game. <laughs> 
Right, best Xbox Live game of the year, and the winner is, drumroll, Rainbow Six Vegas. Yes, I agree with this one. The multiplayer didn't look as good online, visually, but it was a good, fun game online, wasn't it? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I, I again, I was going to vote for Doom, um, but they wouldn't let me. So, yeah, best Xbox Live had most options. The Xbox Live camera support was genius. It was great fun to be able to play as yourself. But the customising options, like choose your armour, choose what weaponry you play with, plenty of maps to play with, loads of different game types to tweak with. So as a Xbox Live game that had options that everybody can have fun with, Rainbow Six Vegas definitely matched all that. So if only they brought Dead Rising and Rainbow Six Vegas together, we could take erotic wow. photos of Virtual Barry. Well, actually, yeah. Well, what do you mean? There's not those on the net already? Oh, what's the what's the address? Uh, yeah, just YouTube it. You'll you'll find some stuff. YouTube <laughs> it. Yeah, moving on. Best of the rest. I don't like the direction this is going in, but the best of the rest, Gears of War. Yeah, Gears of War. You gotta love it on multiplayer. Stamping on people, shooting them, chainsawing them into chunky giblets, and online as well. And plus, you get to shout at small kids that shouldn't be playing an 18 anyway. So it's got to be good. Best Xbox Live Arcade game of the year. Now, Xbox Live Arcade has its ups and downs of content being released, but sometimes you do get some absolute gems released. Now, the stuff have voted small arms. Now, I would have probably gone for something like Uno. Maybe I'm biased, I love Uno, but... Small Arms, what do you think of Small Arms, Barry? It was good fun. When when it first appeared on the arcade, it, I played the demo, instantly got it, because it was so much fun. It's I like the graphic style of it. It's quite simple, but still great fun. As Steve mentioned in the review, he definitely linked it to things like Super Smash Brothers, but with strange, bizarre animals and heavy weaponry. So it, it has that kind of mental running around, jumping. But multiplayer, as a multiplayer title, it is really good. If you, you get friends over, and even playing it on Xbox Live, it, it is quite good fun to play kind of bizarre animals shooting each other with bows and arrows and chainsaws and swords everywhere. It, it's great, pure fun, and that's pretty much exactly what the arcade was invented for. Yeah, and for the gamers like us who've had much older consoles from the 2D era, we can really appreciate the fact that we're getting games returning that have the same sort of platform 2D environment, but yeah. with like 3D extras, yeah. which really brings it was, a lot. It was no, like 3D, it looked really good, but they, I still got uh, a soft spot for this old side scrollers. It's just something fun about that, but mix it in with some really nice graphics and quite a mental multiplayer, then it's that's pretty much why Small Arms gets the uh, Xbox Live Arcade game. Best of the rest, we're going to like this one, Barry. Uno. Yay! And Doom. Woo! Great. They did well I... with Doom, because that sort of came out and nobody expected yeah. it. There's no leak or anything. No, it was pretty much it turned up, and they announced, by the way, you can go to the marketplace and download Doom, and everyone's like, wow. And bizarrely, even though it's an old game, you sit down, you install it, the music comes on on the first level, and you're back there, and you're, you're punching barrels, uh, punching imps. It's great. It's still got a mental gameplay. It's easy to get into. Multiplayer, Xbox Live, such a good idea. And still retains that kind of 
good fun that even some modern games still don't have that kind of raw, battering feel of punching someone with Berserker on. Great fun. Need more of those. This gaming heritage at its best. Ah, it's got to be played. Right, we'll move on from Uno, no matter how much we love it. Bye-bye, Uno. Bye. Right, worst game of the year. Bomberman Act Zero. And had the pleasure, or shall I say misfortune, of playing this one. How about you, Baz? I played it back in GC 2006, and it, I, I did enjoy it. I know, please, Anne, don't hurt me. I did enjoy it, but then as soon as you figured out that I would have preferred the original Bomberman, then you figured out why it wasn't done. The, the style of like going into robot suits and... The camera angle was just really odd. It felt like a Bomberman game, but they ripped all the guts out of it and then just left you with bombs. So they they should have just brought out old school Bomberman, like from like Saturn version, like ten player Bomberman. But they decided to go somewhere else with it, and it pretty much ended up being absolute bomb. Ha! Oh dear, boom, boom, boom. The worst of the rest. Rumble Roses Triple X. Good lord. Wow. <laughs> yeah, um, Rumble Roses. Whoever sat there and said, look, I- I've got a great idea for a game for you, and then said, should we bring it to 360, should have been slapped there and then. But somehow it appeared, and it also happened to be pretty rough looking as a game. And to actually have it as called a game. I don't think it should have. They should have just had it as Rumble Roses DVD porn and just get it over and done with because there's no gameplay in that whatsoever. I still don't think, though, either of them two deserve it as much as Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> oh, that's mean. <laughs> Sorry, that game was absolute... Oh, God. Naughty Sega must do better next time see me after class. Slap on wrist. So, yeah. t- t- Sonic t- 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 please redeem yourself. Yeah, with something good like Nights. <coughs> Nights into Dreams. Oh, oh. That'd be good. oh don't, don't go there. Don't yeah. go there. Anyway, so now we've got the Game of the Year nominees. Now, in this podcast, we're actually going to tell you the result, but here are the nominees Gears of War, Dead Rising, The Elder Scrolls IV, Oblivion, Burnout Revenge, NHL 07, Viva Pinata. Oh, you're so glad you got that one, aren't you? Thanks, yeah, thanks. Rainbow Six Vegas. Call of Duty 3. Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter. Saints Row. So there you have it. And now Anthony can reveal the result because he's said absolutely nothing so far. So come on, Anthony. <laughs> what is the result to the Game of the Year 2006 winner who gets this prestigious egg cup from 360monster.com is... Gears of War. Oh, hey. wasn't expecting that one, were you? Really? Oh, I, I didn't see that a mile away. Oh, I mean that's just terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> Is there somebody that wins the runner-up prize of half an egg cup? Then yes, come on. Do we have a runner-up hand? A mini egg. Yeah, mini egg. Yeah, good idea. Mini egg and a mini egg cup. That's a good prize. Like it. Uh, runner-up goes to Rainbow Six Vegas. Yay! So shooters win for the year. Yeah. So really a quite a predictable result, but hey, that is it. The 360 Monster 2006 Game of the Year, Gears of War. Woot. I'd like to thank Barry for his infinite wisdom. And random ramblings. It's all good. And Anthony for his infinite silence. Thank you very much.
Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's still recording. We got that on tape. That's brilliant. Right. It's all good. So thanks everyone, and we'll see you in podcast number five.